Assalamu alaikum everyone, my name is Aisha Beg, and today's podcast is about food and Ramadan. Now recently I've been looking into Unanitib at Qutam College with Hakeem Shahid Bukhari for my psychotherapy work. However, what I found was the foundations of Unanitib are based in physiology. I was amazed to find how the body makeup tells you a lot about what a person will need to eat, how much to sleep, what foods to avoid, when to eat, what exercise is best. So I thought, you know what, this would be really informative for Ramadan. The fasts here are long and most of us work through Ramadan, so it can be really difficult. We have children who are new to fasting, elderlies and brothers and sisters who have pre-existing medical conditions and want to fast. But, you know, they shouldn't uh, if they've got, you know, a, a valid reason here. Or when you just feel that low energy during the day, it can be tough. Now, There's so much information I find on social media. Eat this, drink that. This is really beneficial. There's so much, you know, Ramadan stuff going on. Um, And I just thought to myself, is this really, after doing this course, I thought, is this really beneficial for everyone? So in today's podcast, I have asked Hakeem Shahid Bukhari to give us some tips on how to maintain our fast so we can benefit in this gifted month. Mashallah, there is amazing work by scholars about spiritual maintenance, but our diet uh, also impacts our ibadah, it impacts our emotions, uh, whether it's eating too much, too less, or just the wrong foods. So just to introduce Dr. Bukhari today, Dr. Bukhari has been practicing for around 20 years. He is the founder and principal of Qutam College and runs SB Clinic. Dr. Bukhari has trained internationally and here in the UK, mashallah. He has endless experience in naturopathy, Chinese medicine, homeopathy, I can never say this word, homeopathy, hijama, fasad, iridology, mashallah, the list is endless. So welcome, Dr. Bukhari. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you for inviting me. So let's start with, can you tell us a bit about what happens to our body when we fast? Yes, uh, I mean, I'm glad that you're doing this uh, podcast. I think this podcast will be very useful um, for, uh, I mean, the the thing is we tend to neglect the physical aspects of of the fasting um, and diet and what we eat and drink is crucial to health, Uh, not just in Ramadan, but um, throughout the year, because they're one of the the things that we do in Yunani medicine is that we look at a person's diet. And we, one of the six factors, lifestyle factors that we look at is, is, um, is your diet. And Ramadan is a great opportunity to reset the, uh, the balance. Uh, because over the year, over the months you've been uh, eating and drinking maybe incorrectly. And this mm. is a great opportunity to sort of um, rectify that, inshallah. Um, so leading on to that what are sort of the medical benefits so the re- some of the research that's been done on fasting mm-hmm. um what happens is when you stop eating for um uh, six more than six hours so in other words minimum six hours um they found that it gives an opportunity for the body to start to uh but it goes into something called a building phase so it which allows it to basically store nutrients and to um, sort of get rid of um, toxins in the body. Mm. Yeah, and then it's, so think in, think in a simplified form is that 
um, you cook three meals a day. You cook breakfast for your children and you cook lunch mm -hmm. for your children. And then the evening you have another meal and then you have guests coming in and out uh, um, constantly say, imagine that situation. Um, it's probably not too hard to imagine that situation. Um, and then you don't really get a chance to do anything else. You don't get a chance mm -hmm. to clean the house properly. You don't get a chance to, to put things away. You always mm -hmm. want to do that. But because you're so busy doing all those things, you never get a chance to do anything else. Mm. Uh, similarly, uh, we're eating three, four, five, six meals a day. The body never gets a chance to rest and do any repair work. And mm. that's, that's the analogy that probably most people can understand. Um, when it's sort of uh, uh, when you're not eating for six hours or mm. more, um, there is something that's released. Uh, uh, hormone that's least called the human growth hormone that helps in um, dealing with sort of repair jobs, um, sort of improving skin, um, strengthening the muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones, and those type of things. There's been a lot of research research being done on this. Mashallah, that it's so interesting to see that you know we have this beautiful gift in Ramadan uh, to fast in Ramadan. And not only is it a spiritual growth, growth, but it's also a physical growth with your body repairing itself. Yeah. So um, what, you know, there's a lot about out there about food and what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat. Can you give any recommendations? Let's start with Sahul. Um, what, what advice would you give to eat at Sahul time? Well, I think the first um, myth that people have in their minds is eat that they think that eating more is good for them. You know, when you were, when you were mm. young and your mom used to say, eat up, eat this, it's good for you. Eat, eat, eat uh, these uh, you know, foods and this, that food. And, they, and parents tend to tend to get their children to eat a lot, don't they? Yeah. The, it's eating less is the key. Okay. So and, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Because, you know, there are some people who don't eat at all at Sahul. So is that beneficial? Not necessarily, no. Okay, so that so it's easy because we can always go back to the recommendation to the uh, of the Prophet and mm -hmm. it's there's there's no secret if you if you go and read uh, the hadith of Prophet um, and the, the answers are there. Mm. Now we, we all know about the um, the hadith about eating a um, you know have. When you eat, leave a third for air and a third for water, yeah. third food, okay? Now, unfortunately, um, people, when they say a third, third is actually a maximum. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. So uh, unfortunately, people are being um, not correct. They always do not give you the complete hadith. The complete hadith is this, that you eat. It's enough for a, for a son of man to eat one, two, three morsels to, to keep his back straight. Uh, okay. okay. And if you do want to eat more, eat up to a third. Right. Okay. okay. And the other thing is when you get off the, off the dining table, you should be able to get off the dining table. But unfortunately, you'll see some people are struggling to get off the dining table because they've eaten so much. Yeah. See. And that's the death of you, basically. That's what's causing the problem. That's what's causing all the illnesses. Uh, eating too much and eating the wrong, type, wrong types of food. Um, so in terms of your original question was uh, what we should eat in Soho or what we should eat um, at um, Iftari. Um, 
you can get away with eating more during sahur. Right. You should be eating less during iftar. Right. Okay. Yeah. So your free pass is a, is a sahur. Sahur. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, unfortunately, people eat less at sahur and more at, at yeah. night. You think about it, you open your fast at eight, nine o'clock, and mm. then again a few hours later, it doesn't give it enough opportunity for the body to do its work. Yeah. Uh, and there's many other things that, about that when the organs are more, most active and things like that, but we're not going to go into that at the moment. But think, but uh, the best thing, my best advice is to eat more in the morning and less in the evening, but overall eat less. So um, the, as I say, this is, this is an opportunity for you to improve your spiritual self, but it's mm. also an opportunity for you to improve your physical self. Yeah. Yeah. It will go hand in hand. Yeah, go hand in hand. Exactly the words that I was going to say. So can you give us um, any kind of different types of food for Suhu? Any examples? Yeah. So, so it obviously depends, uh, you know, on your um, sort of, what types of food do you like to eat? I can give you the groups of foods that you can eat. Yeah. Um, and then you can choose from there what's, you know, which one you like and what you don't like. But generally the principle is you're looking for slow digesting foods. In other words, fiber foods and that type of thing. Examples are barley, uh, oats, uh, millet, um, mm. um, sort of beans, uh, wholemeal, uh, flour, unpolished rice, um, what they call they call them complex carbohydrates. Yeah, okay. uh, bran uh, uh, containing foods, um, uh, vegetables, uh, green vegetables, dark green vegetables. Beetroot is very very good for you as well. It's got a lot of iron in there, um, and um, sort of uh, fruit with skin on. Yeah, fruit with skin on, right? Okay. Dried fruit as well, like apricots and figs and prunes and uh, nuts like almonds and that type of thing um yeah so that's well, i guess you could see that people who who will eat like some people in my household have like they'll have their cereal and they'll have their you know toast whatever but then there's uh, some of my children will be like i don't want a bit so they could have like little little things like dried fruit and nuts so there's something in there for everyone really isn't exactly, there exactly because yeah. um yeah so 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 People eat vegetables. Some people will eat uh, nuts. Some people will eat. Um, the thing is, you can also think eat things like um, uh, like halim or things like that. That's halim has got barley in there. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and that's slow digesting food. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, you know, you, this is, you know, you can have cooked meals, eggs, and things like that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's that's uh, quite a good. Um... A, a good uh, a good food because it's got lentils in it and rice and it'll have barley in it uh, one thing I I've started to do for my children from your advice was um barley flakes now we're not we weren't used to eating barley flakes on their own like a porridge yeah. so I normally grind it and I mix it in with my oats I okay. make like um you know a, a breakfast like porridge, oats, and barley, so that gets more barley into my children. Uh, you know, you can cook per, uh, pearl barley and make porridge from that. And, you know, you just have to first maybe uh, roast it in in a few few seconds, a few like thirty seconds in um, olive oil, uh, wow. and then cook. It's really, it's as I say, it's we we tend to give it. I mean, it's actually hadith that, 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 uh, where you recommend it in fevers. 
Bali. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely don't neglect Bali for sure. Yeah. I think it, it sounds like um, my daughter doesn't um, gets quite lethargic in the day. It feels like you know I need to up up, up her Bali intake on so whole time. So thank you for that. Um, what about um, you know with with obviously we're talking about cereals and bran and mm. think would you recommend milk, normal milk or alternative milks? Not everybody drinks. Right. so how can what type of milks will help them maintain and sustain the day yes yeah, so, so milk um it's going to be it's, it's, a, it's a long topic milk is <laughs> a bit of controversial topic and um uh, all i can say that to to you now is that milk is a very important uh component in unani medicine it is oh. highly recommended and highly encouraged to drink as much as milk is as possible Okay, uh, forget about what you read on the internet uh, and people who, who don't know anything really, unfortunately. Uh, milk, unless you are lactose intolerant, there are few people who are mm. lactose, genuinely lactose intolerant, okay? Mm. Um, it's not the milk, it's, it's not the drinking the milk, sorry. It's what's, how the milk is produced, unfortunately. Um, milk should really last a day or two, but if you know, uh, milk lasts a week, 10 days, so there's something not milk in the in the milk that that you buy, yeah. and that's the problem. It's not the milk, and it cannot be the milk because that's part of our our faith. Because the prophet chose milk, yeah. so it has tremendous benefits. Milk has uh, some. Obviously, there is something we have in United medicine called temperaments. Where yeah. you know somebody's hot and dry, cold and moist, and that type of thing, and obviously certain temperaments would need less milk than others. Oh. But somebody's hot and dry, like caloric, they need a lot of milk. Hmm. Okay. Uh, milk is very, very good, but it's getting the, the right milk and, and, and getting a milk closer to the animal as possible. Yeah, yeah that's- Like a, a raw milk. Yeah, raw milk, yeah. And, and that's the, the, probably the, the best thing. But uh, unfortunately, milk isn't, the, it's, it's as a milk, it, milk, meat, all the stuff is industrially produced and it's not mm. uh, the feed they give the animal. Unfortunately, that's the problem. That's why people have issues. Mm. Um, so in, in, in those case, cases, then um, I would say, um, you know, you can choose alternatives. What alternatives would you recommend? Uh, lactose-free milk, almond milk, those type of things you, you can okay. take. Uh, goat's milk is superior to, uh, to cow's milk because remember the uh, cow is a placid animal and mm-hmm. it, it will it will take whatever it's been fed. Um, let's uh, move on to iftar. Um, this is where we've been hungry all day yeah. and um, I know in my household the kids will want everything mm. even if they're not going to eat it. So, you know, there's this, sometimes you can overcook and cook the wrong things because your your desire is taking over your hunger. What would you recommend here? Uh, yeah. If are uh, how uh, what's what's the most beneficial way? Obviously, we've got the sunnah of having the dates. Mm. What else is there for? What else is beneficial for us to open our fast? Yeah, so uh, good question again. Um, I would say that let's start with things that you shouldn't be having. Okay. How about that, yeah. So I want to be very unpopular with your kids. <laughs> I think you'll be unpopular with a lot of people with this avoid foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's start with avoiding foods, yeah. Um and uh avoid sort of fried foods, fatty foods, 
And I know people are thinking, hang on a minute, I'm not going to have my samosa, I'm, I'm not going to have my pakores, I'm not going to have my onion bhajis or, you know, what are the things that you like to eat? Unfortunately, no. Uh, those, remember, I, I said to you before that this is an opportunity for you to rectify the faults that you've had over the year. This is a yeah. prime opportunity. Use this opportunity and it will, uh, it will help you in the long run. Mm, mm. Um, so... I'm not going to be a killjoy yet. Occasionally, you can have those things. Okay, yeah. we're not we're not extremists. We're actually moderate people. You know, we're a religion of moderation. We're we're a medicine of moderation. Okay, yeah. so yes, fine. Occasionally, you can you can you can indulge, but it should be occasional. Okay, um, and eat and for, eat. Try not to eat too much in the evening. Right. That's where problems occur. Okay, um, so the best thing really is to eat. A small amount, maybe like have a date or have a drink, or um, or uh, obviously you probably good idea to have some drink because you've not been obviously not been hydrated through the whole day. Mm-hmm. Eat it, um, you know, drink something, you know, um, some lemon water or some other drink that you, you know, uh, water. Just water is probably the best drink. That's the only drink that the kidney doesn't have to do any work on. You see, everything else the kidney you have to filter it. You see, so. Um, just have something a small amount and then maybe go to pray pray and then come back and then eat and you'll find you'll be eating less then so you there was something um about cold water you mentioned in one of your classes can you just elaborate on that about you know having cold water especially you know when you're opening your fast well cold water should not have at all right okay really Cold water uh, uh, is a no-no, really, because that's uh, damaging to the to the body. Um, and um, so, I would say that uh, just room temperature water, mm-hmm. and um, and also um, water, basically, um, try not to gulp it. And again, they uh, try to drink water away from food, and mm-hmm. that's as per the sunnah. And also uh, try to sip in three three goes so sip first time and sip second time and then take more water the third time that's part of our obviously sitting down drinking water that's part of our our faith and and what are the benefits of that you know as as a practitioner when you tell people what are the benefits of that yes so so, uh obviously uh, um drinking uh, cold water it's 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 the body has to uh, do extra work, raise temperature mm-hmm. to deal with that. Uh, if it's room temperature water, it doesn't have, doesn't have to do so much work. And secondly, um, when you're having water with food, mm-hmm. the body has to basically, the, the, first of all, the enzymes are going to be diluted. Secondly, the body has to do more work, uh, breaking not only the food down, but also mixing it with this quantity of water that you, you have. Some of the reasons why we have to drink water with our food is because our food is very spicy. Right. Yeah, yeah, so maybe also the other thing is try to avoid very spicy and oily food. Yeah. Again, so, really an opportunity for you to change your lifestyle. Yes, it is. Inshallah. Inshallah. So um, looking at, you know, um, groups of food mm. in Iftar, um, we've done the what to avoid and the recommendation of, you know, room temperature water, maybe some salt water, Himalayan salt, would you say? Yeah, Himalayan salt is one of the better salts. Uh, Any other salts? I think that if, if I was to choose a salt, the salt that I use at home is Himalayan salt. That's the only salt I do. 
I use because it has many, many trace elements, I think 84 trace elements in the salt, which is really beneficial for you. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. And I mean, so and the what? same same grouping, same grouping. Uh, as I was saying, generally, generally, you're looking for fiber foods. Really, uh, you know, dates, as I say, has got uh, fiber, potassium, uh, magnesium. Mm. Uh, they're they're good. Almonds are good. Protein. You could eat what what you what you normally eat, but eat less. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's a change of, it's not so much as what you're in certain ways of what you're eating. It's, you know, we have traditional foods and traditional diets of different, everybody from different cultures. So it's just eating less of what you already have. Yeah. Uh, And also what I found is people are starting to say, revert to say olive oil uh, in our, in our cooking. Now Mm. olive oil is good, but however, at higher temperature, temperature it's uh, when the way cooking we do it's not it's not it's not, it's not very good for you in that sense but ghee is, is better uh generally it's, it's, it's healthy ghee right. yeah and that's very difficult for people to uh, pardon the pun digest digest that uh but ghee is actually beneficial uh in many ways but obviously if somebody has cholesterol or somebody has any heart issues or that type of thing obviously you wouldn't be taking that, uh, that yeah but yeah. also in this cold colder climate ghee is not so good for you compared to say in a hotter climate uh, because you don't sweat so much and it's colder climate yeah but small amount of ghee uh for people who don't have any 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 health issues or uh, weight problems thing like that it's there's some benefit in that so um dr bukhari what about um so you know having whole grains again protein okay Yes, proteins. Yeah. No, no, you need protein. Yeah, sure. Um, and just moving on to drinks. Mm. Um, the one thing that I always need is a cup of tea when I've opened my fast. Um, what are your recommendations about drinks? Yeah, sure, sure. Drink. Uh, the best drink is water. Okay. Uh, and then, um, as I say you know fruit water fruit which has got you know uh, watery fruits like watermelons and that 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 type of thing is is good for you You um there are many benefits of watermelon many benefits of pomegranate uh yeah yeah, and uh, so um if you do like tea because obviously northerners do tend to like tea um you know northern if this is you know being heard in, in England, northern northern England, I'm talking about, um, uh, they do they, they do like tea, and it's part of the culture, really. Um, so there is, I mean, tea is refreshing. It it has many. It's good for you. It's many. Mm. Um, obviously, too much tea is is uh, dehydrating. It's, yeah. it's, uh, in other words, it's any any teas. Uh, you know the can the can the can issue, but if you you can have mint tea for example, mint tea is very good. Um, and uh, if you're having black tea, maybe one tea really. But just caffeine generally, uh, it's not good for you. Coffee for sure is not good for you. I would not recommend coffee. Uh, maybe a treat once a week. If you can get real coffee, that is once a week is it's good. It's okay for you. So how do we manage this in Ramadan? Uh, you know. Most of us are, you know, coffee and tea drinkers during the day. And then here comes Ramadan and I, I, I need my caffeine. Yeah. Um, I get headaches sure. if I don't have my coffee. Sure. So any recommendations there? Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. You get headaches because you have coffee. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, right. In other words, well, not because you're, because you are missing that that coffee because it's become either it's become part of your norm, and if you don't have coffee, yeah. you and a lot of people have that, and I've had issues trying to tell people about avoiding coffee. Um, I would with with anything, I would sort of you know um, uh, sort of reduce things stage by stage okay again this is a brilliant opportunity to to train yourself off coffee off coffee or off tea okay or reduce it um the examples i i tend to give the example i tend to give is my own personal example so i mean i'm used to drinking i'm uh, having two spoons of white sugar in tea that's what i've been doing because it was just part of the ritual Two or three cups a day, two two teaspoons of white sugar in tea. In tea, so you're talking about six uh, spoons of sugar a day. So I decided that okay, um, you know, practice what you preach, uh, so to speak. Mm. Uh, So some years back, I decided to reduce the sugar uh, Mm. from uh, you know two to one and a half, one half to one, and, and so forth, and. To this day, I take about half a teaspoon. It's very difficult to get rid of that little, um, uh, you know, uh, addiction. It's actually an addiction, isn't it, really? Um, whether it's coffee or sugar. Uh, but this is an opportunity for you to start reducing. So I, what I would do personally is to have that one cup of coffee or have that one cup of tea, okay, in Ramadan, the first oh. 10 days. And the second 10 days, reduce that. Right. Uh, to uh, maybe if you used to say two cups of tea, of tea a day, I would reduce the second stage to one cup of tea uh, mm. in the next 10 days. And the final 10 days, be without the tea or take one every other day. Mm. Yeah. And you'd, be, you'd be surprised how more energetic you will be, become. Mm. It's like a weaning off process. Yeah. So not only do we do that on a spiritual level, but I can see the mirroring yeah. through our diet. Yeah. And it, and how much it goes hand in hand, yes. Subhanallah. Um, you know, and and you know, it's nice. It's I, I've just learned so much about just even fruits of hydrated fruits and hydration teas, yeah. um, and and just to understand we're human. <laughs> you know, you the way you say it, it's just we do have to do things slowly. It's a process. Absolutely. I mean, to be honest with you, I personally think this is the greatest gift that we can have fasting. Yes. I mean, we always look about the, um, the the spiritual aspect of it. Absolutely. It is all spiritual. It is. However, we are in a physical body. Mm. Mm. And, and, and it also that's, that's a trust and a mana, really. So yes. you, this is our vehicle. and We need to maintain this vehicle. Think of it as an opportunity to get rid of some certain habits, yeah, uh, spiritual and physical. Yeah. And, and, and the things you can do in Ramadan, you can never do outside Ramadan, trust me. Mm. You try fasting outside Ramadan, how hard it is. Very difficult, very difficult for me anyway. So, mashallah. So, Tuzakallah, for that, there's one more question I'd like to ask you before we finish this podcast. Um, a lot of people... Um, you know they get bloated they get acidic yes. um, they have digestive issues yes. um any recommendations any advice you would give and that's why is it happening and what can we do to remedy that that's a very good question very very good question thank you for that because people do ask me this question these questions regularly so i um i'm sort of um you know i give them some certain recommendations so the type of things you get is constipation 
certain people get constipation, certain people get indigestion and wind, some people yeah. get lethargy. Lethargy is obviously if you're fatigued. Not yes, lethargy. that's um, a big one. I notice energy dips during the day. <laughs> yeah, energy dips, uh, headaches, you were saying yes. earlier. So if you have like constipation, the reason that is because you're having too much refined foods. Right. Okay. Too little water and not enough fiber. And constipation is actually a modern diet, a modern it's more so a modern condition. Right. Yeah. It's or, or a rich man's disease uh, because a rich person's disease um, It really lack of activity. So we have a very sedentary life. We don't, you know, we get up out of our beds, we have breakfast and then we sit on our chairs and we go in the car and we do. So we're not moving. So if you move, mm. uh, you know, what they say, 10,000 feet uh, or Sex. more steps or more uh you will i can guarantee you that the chances of you have constipation are very very little okay but obviously when you're fasting oh, i can't be i can't be you know even walk i don't want to do anything um so but for, so that, in those cases I, I recommend more fiber in your diet and uh, mm-hmm. avoiding these refined foods most of the foods are refined mm-hmm. um so indigestion you know certain um foods uh, they contain a lot of gas in them like yeah. cabbage and lentils and make sure you as as your elders have told you put more ginger in there more adran in there uh, that will help you uh what else um uh, headaches so headaches yeah. is basically a uh, cause is caffeine you know uh you know lack of caffeine or lack of sleep the other one lack of sleep. yeah that's a big one so you know just cut down your caffeine start cutting cut down the caffeine a week or two before the fast starts so you uh, the recommendations some of the things i would recommend before the we don't have much time left for the, for the fast to start it but i will start you know reducing your smoking your your coffee sugar intake those are recommendations sugar is a big one nowadays isn't it so, um, yeah, you mentioned exercise. I know, uh, you know, we feel tired, but is there something that can help us? Is there anything that, you know, we could do something light, something gentle? Yeah, sure. Anything? I mean, there's no reason why, saying is, again, myth, mythology, we need to break this myth. Mm-hmm. There, there is no reason why you can't exercise. Exercise, obviously, you don't want to do over-exercise because, you know, like pumping iron and things like that, because you're going to dehydrate and you're going to have issues, yeah? Mm. Light exercise, walking, um, you know, breathing exercises, uh, mm. you know, Pilates, uh, yoga, Qigong. I, find, I use Qigong, which is very good. Um, and and um, there's going to be a lot of emotional reasons as well. Mm. So you will get... Uh, things like uh, certain pains will come back. You may have had a car accident in the past or you've had some injury. Those will come because that's the opportunity the body's trying to repair itself. Um, You know, uh, years ago when I was fasting, um, I had this pain in my neck and uh, really I couldn't move my neck at all. It was really painful. And then when I pinned it down, uh, some like maybe about five, six, seven years earlier, um, you know, I, I had an injury in my neck. Right. And, and then that, kept, because the body is now trying, it goes back to what it, that, that incident and then tries to repair itself. That's, that's phenomenal to hear, mashallah, that even years on, yeah. benefits of Ramadan for the repairing our body. Yes. But, yeah. So take this opportunity and, uh, and make some changes in your life. 
Jazakallah khair, Dr. Bukhari, for all your information. Um, And I hope everyone who's listening really um, will benefit from your advice. I know, mashallah, me and my family have benefited a lot. Um, And inshallah, there's so many things you've mentioned, but this is such a short podcast. I think, you know, if inshallah, you can come back and we can do something on temperaments and all the other amazing stuff that you teach. Um, It would be uh, really beneficial for others. And maybe we can be a bit more specific. (laughs) Uh, What I I would like to actually add uh, is something that my wife asked me to include, uh, uh, because I do these these uh, 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 workshops or uh, or talks Mm -hmm. on on Ramadan and then I do one day workshops. But she said that you know, people uh, will ask you, you know, you tell the people about don't eat this food, eat that food. But she says, give them some recipes. Give them, yeah. So I have included some recipes and you can share that with your viewers um, and uh, if you like. Oh, so I will attach the, um, the, the PDF to this and I will attach all your details of your clinic and your college um, to this podcast, inshallah. Uh, so, Jazakallah khairan. Inshallah, speak to you soon. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Sorry.